Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the fifth episode of the Aces on Bases podcast. On this episode, we're going to try to touch on a little bit of everything. Is it going to be as much of a clusterfuck as the last episode? If Detmers has his way, it will. Absolutely. <laughs> Without further ado, <laughs> let's get this thing started. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is the fifth episode of Aces on Bases, and I just want to say a quick thank you to everybody that's listened so far. As of this recording, and we are recording this at about 9 p.m. on May the 3rd, we've had a total of 198 downloads on our first four episodes, so almost 200 downloads for four episodes, just that completely blows my mind so thank you to everybody who's listening thank you to everybody that's leaving a review we got another review recently on apple Podcasts that i just want to quickly read right now before we really get into things so this one comes from prin and prin says i love this podcast it keeps me updated in the baseball world and it makes the game 10 times better so we we definitely appreciate the fact that you guys are listening we appreciate hearing the feedback that you guys are actually enjoying what you're listening to. So if you want to be like Prin, if you want to be like Canadian Swiss couple, leave us a comment, leave us a rating. We'd greatly appreciate it. You can find us on most major podcasts and platforms. We are available on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Amazon Music, and Podbean, acesonbases.podbean.com. And we also have a Twitter at Aces on Bases. So go ahead and follow us there. With that being said, follow the Twitter. Yes, absolutely follow the Twitter. It's a work in progress. Right now, I'm the one that's running the Twitter account and I'm trying to tweet from there as often as I can. I've sort of been slacking the past couple of days, but definitely check out the Twitter at Aces on Bases. And a personal thank you from me, Blue Jays Memes, because I posted it on my, my main account last week about going through a, a bout of depression and stuff. And I, I had an overwhelming amount of people reach out to me and check in to see how I was doing. So I greatly appreciate that. And I can't thank, I can't thank you enough for those of you who reached out. And Lewis, Noah, Detmers, I can't thank you guys enough because this podcast has really helped me through some not so great times recently. I've had it's been one of the few joys that I've had in this current lockdown situation. So thank you guys for doing this podcast with me. It's it, it's been a source of joy for me. It's our pleasure. It's entirely yeah. our pleasure, and we're happy. Absolutely. That, you know, we can create and we can have fun in this little space. You know, we're far away from each other in different corners of the city and it you know brings us together and hopefully it brings people listening to it together as well the only thing that separates us that in that connection yeah, yeah. yeah rogers if you're hearing this please <laughs> please we're begging you please update the internet connection in north york we're dying over here and and, Thank you. and, and bell please update it in east york it seriously needs yeah, so up. any any internet service 
please update your internet service in any partition of Toronto. Yeah, because but it's not working a- anyway. A- apparently, especially in any sort of York regions, East York, North York, probably York, York, like just just get it updated. <laughs> if you are in the old pre-amalgamated Toronto, we are jealous of your internet cables <laughs> and we will be coming to find them and we will be coming to use your internet. <laughs> Whether this you is want us to or though. not. I think Noah's in proper Toronto, so he's just stealing all the bandwidth. So, <laughs> God damn it, Noah. Share some of that sweet, <laughs> sweet bandwidth with us. Having said that, like I said off the top of the, uh, uh, at the top of the show, we are going to discuss a plethora of things today. The Jays have gone six and two since we last did a podcast, but on a more serious note, and we were kind of debating before we started recording whether we were going to cover this or not. Ideally, I would like to try to keep serious topics off of this podcast. I want this podcast to be an escape for listeners. There's so much serious stuff going on in the world that you can find on Twitter, Facebook, the media, your uh, social, any other social media. You're just bombarded with it. And I sort of wanted this podcast to be something that people can escape from that from. And so I'm going to try not to touch on too many serious topics on this podcast. But this one does involve the Blue Jays specifically. So I think we do have to touch on it. And that is over the weekend, it came out that Roberto Alomar had... I, I, was it sexual harassment or sexual assault? It's a claim regarding an incident that happened back in 2014. However, the woman involved, the, the accuser in the situation, didn't come forward until this past January. So it is new allegations based on an old incident. And... It, it was kept very, very quiet. Nothing has been said in the last three months. And then over the weekend, the news broke about it. And MLB had done a private investigation into it. And they determined that the allegations were serious enough that they have moved Roberto Alomar to the ineligible list. And the Blue Jays right away have severed all of their ties with Roberto Alomar. They're no longer going to be having him work with the organization. They're no longer going to be a part of the Roberto Alomar Foundation. They're removing his name from the level of excellence. They're removing his his retired number banner from the Roger Center. So very, very serious allegations. I think we can all agree that it was it was handled properly, even yeah. though we aren't privy as of yet to what the allegations were and we might not ever get the full details but if it was serious enough to get him on the ineligible list of baseball the jays definitely handled it the right way my my question to you guys is besides just your general thoughts on this do you think that Based on Almar being moved to the ineligible list, do you think he should also be removed from the Baseball Hall of Fame? We'll start with Noah, we'll go to Lewis, and then we'll go to Detmers. Yeah, so I I think this was handled perfectly. Like, he's sort of kicked out of everything baseball-related except for being recognized in the Hall of Fame. I think is they're not taking down his banner, but he's been like kicked out of like the committee surrounding it. 
So it sucks, you know. As he came across, as a lot of people looked up to him. He was one of the most loved people in, of this franchise. It sucks that he'd make a mistake like that. But I think it was handled perfectly. Because a Hall of Fame on the field, regardless what happened, he was still a great player on the field. So I think he does still deserve some recognition for that. But other than that, him getting sort of placed on the ineligible list, as you said, I think it's handled perfectly. And do you do you think he should be removed from the Baseball Hall of Fame completely or no? No, because I still think on the field, he, regardless of what he did, he was still a great player. So I still think he does deserve some recognition to play. All right. And Lewis, what are, what are your thoughts on the situation? And should he be in the Hall of Fame or should he be removed? It's a very difficult situation. And it got a bit of a stain on not only Alomar, but also the teams that he represented in his career, the Padres, the Cleveland Indians, and of course the Blue Jays. I think the Blue Jays made the right moves. I mean, what, it was within like four hours of the news being released that they started cutting ties to Roberto Alomar's name. And I think taking away Hall of Fame uh, status from someone, we, we know the Hall of Fame is brutal. They'd never, ever do something like that, something so outlandish like that. I mean, they're about to let in people who do steroids, so I feel like they're not going to take people out. I do not defend Alomar's behaviors, obviously, but I do defend his play on the field. It was very good, and he deserves a spot in the Hall of Fame, but maybe the person, Roberto Alomar, doesn't deserve a spot in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Yeah, so um, I'll just go into it. I tend to maybe consider removing him. Just my personal opinion. Depending on the situation, like as of now, we don't have much info. But, you know, the way the Hall of Fame is, is you have former KKK members within the Hall of Fame that are still there. Like Tris Speaker was rumored to be one. Rogers Hornsby and Ty Cobb as well were all rumored to be members and... Me personally, I think that if your personality, if the person that you are is so terrible, regardless of how many triples you can hit, regardless of how good a second baseman you are, I don't think you should be in the Hall of Fame. Because this is my personal opinion. Again, I understand other opinions as well. And, you know, I kind of agree with some of them. But just personally, if you are that bad of a person, it's the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame is a very high standard, and I believe that the characters of the people in the Hall of Fame should be at least held to a standard in general. Like, you, you kind of get what I'm saying, even though maybe you don't agree? I actually 100% agree. I think he should be removed from the Hall of Fame, 100%. I Again, we don't know the full extent of the situation or the allegations, but it was serious enough to put him on the ineligible list. Think about that. Not even Mickey Callaway has been put on the ineligible list yet. With all the shit that Mickey Cal- uh, that's exactly. come out, Roberto, Roberto Osuna was just suspended, right? And we know what Osuna did. Roberto, uh, a role is Chapman? Chapman, yeah. So you think of all the shit that that's gone on for for Roberto Almar to to be moved to the ineligible list. There's something huge that happened there, and we may never know the full details, but it's pretty bad if you get put on the ineligible list. 
And we've turned a blind eye to Roberto Almar for years. Like, I I can't remember if it was Lewis or Noah that brought up about how much he's loved within Toronto and he was a fan favorite, but we've turned a blind eye. Like think, think of all the things he's done. Like the, the spitting in the umpire's face incident when he returned to Toronto as a member of the Orioles, we were pissed off at him for a while, but we sort of forgave him and we looked past it and we moved on. Then there was the allegations of him sleeping with, with, women while he reportedly had AIDS. He claimed he didn't, but there's four four women that came out, including his wife, who ended up divorcing him, saying that he had unprotected sex with them while being HIV positive. There was also a domestic uh, assault incident, because I was looking into this over the weekend when this all broke out. There was a domestic assault incident involving Roberto Almar against his former wife. So, there's been incidents with Roberto that we've just been turning a blind eye to for years. And as much as it pains me to say this, because as of right now, Roberto Almar is the only person in the Hall of Fame representing the Toronto Blue Jays. Like, he's the only one that went in there as a Toronto Blue Jay. And yes, we can all agree that we know Roy Halladay should have gone in there as a Toronto Blue Jay. The fact of the matter is he didn't. Roberto Almar is the only one in the Hall of Fame right now depicting a Jays logo on his plaque. So as much as it would hurt as a Blue Jays fan to see our only represented Hall of Famer removed, I think it has to be done. Like, you, they won't put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame because he's on the ineligible list. If you're on the ineligible list, you're not supposed to be able to be voted into the Hall of Fame. Now, this is, a, this is a new standard because Roberto Almar is already in the Hall of Fame, and now they're putting him on the ineligible list, what, seven years after he got into the Hall of Fame? I think it was 2012 when he was inducted, so like nine years. But moving him to the ineligible list should be automatic removal from the Hall of Fame. I, I know Detmers pointed out the fact that you have other people of low character in there, like Trish Speaker, like... Ty Cobb, hell, like Ford Frick himself, or sorry, not Ford Frick, Kennesaw Mountain Landis, and they've never officially been put on the ineligible list. This this is the first time a member currently in the Hall of Fame has been moved to the ineligible list, and I think if you really want to send a message to the players, present and future, that shit like this will not be tolerated, you have to remove Robbie from the Hall of Fame. Whether it hurts us as a fans to to see a Toronto Blue Jay removed or not, he ha- he has to be removed. If he's on the ineligible list, he has to be removed. That that's my thoughts on the situation. So yeah, it's a hard topic to deal with. Yeah, very 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 difficult. And like I said, I I want to I want to do our best to try to avoid serious topics on this podcast because I want this podcast to be an escape for people, but. In this instance, I think it was something that we needed to to bring up. Having said that, we are going to get into the Jays' past eight days, because it's been eight days since we've done a podcast. The Blue Jays went six and two, as I said earlier. We actually managed to take a series at the trop from the from the Rays. We split a series against the Don't Nationals. Yeah, I don't know how either. We split a series against the Nationals, and we're just coming off of a weekend sweep against the Braves. 
Detmers, we'll start with you, then we'll go Lewis, and then we'll go Noah. What are you guys' thoughts on the past week and a bit of Blue Jays baseball? Pleasant surprises. Very, very pleasant surprises from just about everyone I can think of, except for a couple people that I can think of. Uh, <laughs> that made no sense, as you can tell. Um, but <laughs> I'm not thinking right now. Nice. But obviously, Guerrero, Springer, Kirk, probably the three brightest spots here. As you know, I'm not the most avid Randall Gritchick supporter. So no matter what he does, no, have don't on say 580. <laughs> don't say what that you're you're not you you don't say that you're not a Gritchick fan. I I wouldn't know from the from the previous episodes that we've done. Why I not been a Randall Gritchick fan? No, I know that's what I'm saying. I'm sarcastically saying you don't say like we never would have guessed. Yeah, we never would have guessed. Like, if you were to put John Gibbons, Randall Gritchick. <laughs> no, no, I'm just going to stop. I don't know what I'm doing. All right, we're going to move to Lewis. Lewis. I hit the reset button. I hit the reset button. So Robbie Ray has been comically great. Um, you know, Stephen Matz did get babbipped and hit around a little bit. Oh, God. Um, and squeezed. Squeezed by the umpires. Holy shit. Yeah, he, he got the short end of the stick for real. And, you know, it's sad to see all the bullpen injuries. But the good thing is it's shown that even without the great bullpen, our offense is still kind of rushing. It, it's awesome. We have the greatest run. We have the highest run differential in the AL East. Which is very surprising. So I think these little things and like Springer hitting two, Vlad hitting three. We didn't even get to talk about Vlad hitting three. Vlad, Vlad is just on another plane of existence. He, he looks like he looks like Juan Soto. That's what he looks like. He as a hitter, he looks like Juan Soto. Nobody can tell me differently because I really do believe one day Soto, Guerrero, and Trout are going to be top three, top three hitters in the league. I feel like that day is getting closer and closer. With the OPS high into the 200s, OPS plus. The the guy has broken out. The guy is becoming Hulk. He's eating his Wheaties. He's spitting out his honeycombs. He's eating his Gorgonzola from Rusty Bakery. I don't know what he's doing, but he's doing something right. And hopefully this doesn't end. I really believe that this isn't a fluke. Unlike Gritchick. Gritchick is entirely a fluke. I will, I will continue to spread anti-Gritchick propaganda until <laughs> the walls come down. No. We need to trade Randall Gritchick as no. soon as possible. I'm done talking for now. <laughs> All right. That's a lie. Not done talking. Oh, Jesus Christ. Lewis, no. what, what are your thoughts on the past eight days of Blue Jays baseball? Oh, man, we don't make enough episodes because so much happens. In, uh, in, we also in don't make enough money to deal with time. fucking Detmers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, man. No, it's the Vlad three-run home run, beating up on Scherzer, and then being crushed by Eric Fetty, and then sweeping Atlanta. Uh, I follow a lot of Atlanta fans on Twitter because they're kind of my National League team. I really like them a lot. And so they were all upset. It was pretty fun interacting with them. And the Jays are doing well. Lourdes is heating up. Gritchick's continued to doing well. Teoscar's almost back. He had that homer in that onslaught against Atlanta. Robbie Ray's been pitching well. I mean, 
I think the MVP of the week, besides besides Vlad's three run game and Robbie Ray's pants, is Robbie Ray's fastball. <laughs> it, in that in that Tampa Bay game, that fastball was incredible. But when he once he started relying on that off speed, it kind of got hit. We lost the lead, and that's where things went wrong for him. But in that last game, I was it Atlanta or was it the Washington? Washington, right? Well, yeah. we so ju- we just his fastball was incredible. Oh, the last game that Ray Got pitched. Yeah, I think that was I, Ray I pitched, think that yeah. was Nationals, yeah. Nationals, yeah. The fastball got up to 98. It was fantastic. The off-speed was there. He was cruising through. It was good to see him do well and trust that pitch that he'd been kind of lost a little bit last year, especially with the accuracy. Now, it was good to see. I saw Romano hit 100, which was a delight. And then, and then we kind of go into the bad things, which comes to the injuries. I won't go into too much detail about that. We'll talk about it later. And then Springer. Springer was back. That was great to see. That's 470-foot home run. That homer <laughs> was just about the most visibly crushed ball I've seen. I know it wasn't 500 feet, but from the way it looked, that was the most blatantly killed ball I've ever seen. It, it was just beautiful. gone. You could, when he was swinging, you're like, that's the homer swing. And it was just connect. That was MLB the show, home run derby type stuff. Like I, the way it came off his bat, the follow through, the just like he rocked the pitch. Like I hadn't seen that since Bautista. Fastest exit velocity of his career. Fastest exit velocity of career. He's uh, we've got his prime. I mean, what? He's thirty years old. The next two, three years are going to be the good chunk of that contract, and I, I can't wait for it. What do you think about that, Noah? And, and just before you get in, Noah, I, think I, it was definitely- I, I do just want to make a correction. Ray's the last start that Ray made was actually the first game of the Brave series, so it, it was against the Braves uh, that last okay. that last Ray start. Okay. And that's a good offense that he he took to work and said, "No, nah, I'm not letting you guys have a good day today." So that was really good to see. Yeah, and just the the past week has just been great from winning at the drop. To Ryu's injury being minor, luckily, to us winning now. It seems like we've turned the corner. Springer, who they're going to do, like, handle him like like the Raptors did Kawhi Leonard. He is doing very well. Vladdy's continuing. Gritchick's continuing. Ray is just looks like Space Ray. And it's good. And there are some stuff we haven't touched on that I'm going to save one day till the end because everyone's going to want to say something on it. But Castro has a minor injury. Kirk is a t- tough blow, but it's great he's getting an opportunity. It just looks good. The offense is now turned the corner. Simeon is looking really good down in the order. Jane finally got some hits. But and we also got That's the standard for Danny Jansen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Danny finally got some hits. That's that's what we're happy about. Danny got a hit. Congratulations. You did what Major League Baseball players are supposed to do. Exactly. And that, it's finally like, hey, hey, hey. He he went from like a 0.32 batting average to like a 115 batting average now, okay? He's he's getting up there, Detmers. You put some respect on his name. I refuse. (laughs) <laughs> the Riley Adams is gonna come just make us forget he ever existed. Oh, his debut's on Wednesday. Can't wait. I can't yeah. wait either. 
Mr. Black no. Belt in karate is going <laughs> to show his moves. Right. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. But now I'm going to say everyone we forgot to mention. You're going to say Joel Piamps, and I'm going to start screaming. Huh. I know. Piamps got, now that you bring up Piamps, he got unlucky in his past two outings, but I still he's still doing pretty solid. Hopefully Castro's back soon. Montoya said he would. But Tanner Rourke, he's gone. Guys, we didn't even talk about that. We didn't even make an intro about it. We didn't play it up. And we I'm, didn't glorify and, and, that the again, glory uh, days were here. Again, and, and, and I not, didn't make some weird off-brand analogy that makes absolutely I, no I, sense. I, another what's happening? A, another brief correction, and I, I apologize. I gave Danny Jansen too much credit. His average <laughs> was over 100 at one point during the game yesterday, but then I think his final at bat it dipped again. So Jansen is currently sitting with a. batting average. So he's not above 100 right now. So I I apologize. I gave him too much credit. Yeah, we're going to stop giving him credit. But guys, (laughs) Tanner Rourke is off the team. Do you know what this means? Yeah, we don't have to follow the Rourke Diesel Engine Twitter account anymore. (laughs) Yeah, that that Twitter account has deactivated. (laughs) Did they actually deactivate? (laughs) Yep. I don't know, man. It's, Wait, what's we, we no longer have $12 million sitting in the bullpen just being a diesel engine. The diesel engine has combusted. The diesel engine, they have dropped the piano onto TD Field over the diesel engine. It's The diesel engine is gone, replaced with the new V8 tie tuss that's going to paint corners and hit nice little slurves. We don't know what we're in for, but at least it's not Tanner Rourke. Yeah, and another guys, thing. we got rid of him. Yeah, sorry. I, I, this calls for celebration. You, you, you don't interrupt. Another you don't interrupt Detmers, Noah. Like you can try, but he's still just going to talk right <laughs> over you. Another thing we forgot to mention. This is like I'm not. I'm not going to interrupt again. Try not to. But Stripling looks great. Finally, it's taken him some time, but he looked great last start, and that concludes my introduction. <laughs> no, I lost my train of thought. Thank you. Move on to what? What an absolute! What an absolute tragedy for Detmers to lose his train of thought. (laughs) And I will say thank you, Noah, because I appreciate it. We're we're all pining to figure out what I was going to (laughs) say. We're we're all on the edge of our seats. (laughs) And I do. By the way, shameless plug: if anybody is listening here that has any street signs from Toronto. Please DM me. Especially, especially little Italy street signs. But I know, I know Lewis wants to get into the IL and we're going to in a minute, but I just want to say I was very pleased for the last week that we went six and two. I was shocked, uh, very pleasantly shocked that we ended up taking two out of three at the trop. That that's a rare, rare one zero win. And oh god, yeah, I didn't think we were gonna hold on to that. The fact that we won a one nothing game at the Trop, I was having like a heart attack all game watching that. <laughs> Cause just from past experience, I'm like, there's no way one run is gonna hold up. And then it did. And then we got Springer back, as you guys mentioned, for for the start of the Atlanta series, and we really fucking broke out the the bats on that one. Fucking I, I probably shouldn't be swearing so often, but I, I do apologize. 13 runs on, on 14 hits. As Lewis said, 
Robbie Ray did tremendous. Hot Pants went six and two-thirds innings. He only gave up five hits. He didn't allow any walks, and he struck Wait, out. Hot Pants, isn't it? Tight Pants? It can be can either. Decide? It's, it, it's interchangeable. It's interchangeable. No, it can only be one. No, I think it's not it, interchangeable. No, I think it can be because I mean, I don't think tight, tight pants. Tight pants can make you hot, and so I think I think you can go with either hot pants or tight pants. Yeah, but pants. that's a hypothetical. That's basically like it can. But how are we sure? I mean, I I think those pants are too hot for TV. Yeah, I, I, you guys are probably too young to remember the Jerry Springer too hot for TV fucking VHS tapes that got peddled on late night television back in the day. But that's Robbie Ray's pants. They're they're yeah. too hot for TV. So I I I interchange hot pants and tight pants. I go with either or. If you want to just go with hot pants, Detmer's fine. That's your prerogative. God damn it! But I will no, go. I didn't say hot pants. I said tight pants. Tight pants. Sorry. If sorry. If you want to go with tight pants, that's fine. I'm going to continue to interchange them because that's what I feel like doing. You do you. I I I am going to do me, Mister Sign Collector. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Having said that, I know Lewis wants to get to the IL, so I'm going to hand it over to Lewis. Why don't you get us started with the with the IL talk? All righty. So uh, the IL has been an ex- uh, an extensive topic in the Blue Jays so far. I mean, Springer is kind of injured. He was pulled from yesterday's game with fatigue. I didn't know Angel just did that, lineup. especially three straight days of being in the DH role. It's that load management good. too. Yeah. Load man. Yeah. He he's got an off day today, which is when I say today, I mean the fifth of April. Wait, fifth of April. Third of April. Holy moly! I third, got no third, idea. Third of May. You have both the month and the day. <laughs> Holy moly! Jeez. Don't worry about me. Guys. Okay. And then can obviously, can <laughs> you hear me audibly eating chips? Yes, I, it's picking up. Uh, I can see. Yeah. I can see the audio lines picking it up on on the recording. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was the goal. That was entirely the goal. All righty, Detmer's the professional over then here. Then the big injury. When we say big injury, wasn't really that big. It was Hunjin Ryu. He they put him on the ten day IL just to be safe with his glute strain, which that's a new one. That's hilarious. And then there's Alejandro Kirk, who went on the 10-day IL, but is it is expected that he'll be gone for much longer. He was six to eight weeks. So that's your catcher, who's a bowling ball for a human. Yeah. And that's and that's where you're going to see a lot more uh, a lot more game time for and the debut of Riley Adams. I'm really excited about our black belt six four two sixty pound catcher. Which will be cool. Riley, we need some new facts on you. We just keep repeating the same stuff. <laughs> I think really I the fact that he's a black he's belt a cool in karate guy. is like a pretty huge fact. Like that's really the only fact I need about about Riley Adams. He's a black belt in karate. And that's the only fact that pitchers should know about him. So if you try to throw at Riley Adams, you're going to feel pain because he's going to come at you and he's just going to fucking like karate kick you to the face. Exactly. Huh. Another thing about Ryu, he's scheduled to start third game four. So. Do you want to repeat that? You sort of cut out there. So, we had a bit of a minor technical difficulty right there. So, this seems like a good spot just to pause the show for one second 
while we run this clip to promote our friends over at the Walk Off Podcast. Hi, this is Jordan Grossens with the Toronto Blue Jays. This is Adam Clavenstein with the Toronto Blue Jays. This is Joey Murray with the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm CJ Van Eyck with the Toronto Blue Jays. This is Will Robertson with the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm Nick Allgaier with the Toronto Blue Jays. And, and you're listening Thank you for listening. Don't worry, guys. As the number of episodes go up, the quality is going up as well. I can guarantee you absolutely not. The quality will stay the same. <laughs> <laughs> that Mers will make bad uh, bad remarks about Grichik, and then we'll just go on with our day. <laughs> but I didn't capture anything and, that uh, Noah had said, so I'd actually really like to hear what, what Noah was saying about the injury list. Yeah, well, the good thing is a lot of these seem short-term. We haven't heard much about Merriweather. Hopefully he's back, but Castro is rumored to be back very soon. Ryu is scheduled to pitch Thursday. Malone, who knows if that he's actually injured or they're just throwing him away so they don't have to DFA him. Hold uh, on. Hold on. Memes, you know what's coming. Do you? I think uh, I might have an idea, but, but did, let, did let's see. Did you just say what I thought you said, Noah? <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, no. Correct yourself before I correct you. I'll let you correct. Do the correct. My Wi-Fi cut out, so I don't know what happened. We 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 all know yeah, we all know Detmers wants to make a statement, so go ahead and make it, Detmers. Oh, Tommy no. Bologna for the final <laughs> time. <laughs> Tommy Bologna, it, it was running through my head as Noah said it. I'm like, Detmers is gonna say Malone. <laughs> like I was I was wondering if I should jump in and say it, but you know what? I don't want to take you that that done it so I didn't look like the bad guy. <laughs> Come on. Well, you are sometimes. You are the bad guy. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's Oh no. It it's tough right now. I mean, we've been plagued with injuries all season. Thankfully, new sexy as everyone's pointed out, and new sexy is Ryu for those of you who don't follow me on my Twitter account. N- new sexy is Supposed he may be pitching Thursday. It's not confirmed that he's going to be back by by Thursday, but there was a report earlier today that the Jays are hoping to have him pitch on Thursday. But the 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 big loss is definitely small, sexy Alejandro Kirk. He was doing the the most he could with the opportunities he had been given in the last week since Jansen has been fucking complete ass so far this year. But hopefully Riley Adams and his black belt and karate can pick up for Jansen. But it's just, it's been tough. And the fact that we're sitting currently at, what, 14 and 12 and a game and a half back of the Boston Red Sox, who went on that 10-game winning streak early on in the season... We're we're right in the thick of things, and we're we're looking good. If we can actually get all of our people healthy all at the same time, like by at least by the middle of May, with the exception of Kirk, because he's gonna probably be out until at least middle of June. But if we can get everybody else back and healthy and running on all cylinders by second or third week of May, this team is gonna be like dangerous to play against. Yeah, I'm, yeah not, it, I'm not worried about this. It does team at certainly all. look more optimistic than I thought it would. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried at all. I mean, just with, uh, I know the injuries are bad, but come trade deadline, come Manoa debut, maybe Woods Richardson debut, maybe the, the maybe team's only getting better. It's only getting better. Yeah, 
And I'm also really excited to see Riley Adams. Like, as I said, I made this bold claim, which I don't know if I agree with myself on this, that Adams is the best catcher in our farm system. It's, it's okay, Noah. We, we don't agree with you on anything, so it's okay if you don't agree with yourself. <laughs> I do agree with Noah here. He, he does have some of the best raw power potential in this farm system, and he has worked a lot on his defense and contact ability since 2019. Yeah, so, still, I don't think he's better than I don't think he's better than Kirk. I don't think I don't know if he's better than Moreno. He's already twenty five. He's twenty five years old, so the amount of years that you're going to get out of him are are limited, right? Because if he's twenty five and he's already relegated to a bench role, and when's he going to be starting as a starting catcher? He might not even get there. That's well, my worries with Adams. If Moreno continues to struggle. Then Det, 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 Detmers, can I, I just point out one thing? He's a black belt in karate. Exactly. Yeah, I better stop talking. Yeah. I better bow down. <laughs> I will. I will send this to his Instagram account. I will send an audio clip of you smack talking. No, him. I'm saying it's not his fault. I, I like Adams. I think he should be a starting catcher. I think that he, he should job. The thing is, they brought him up too late. They brought him up when he was 25. That's going to completely limit his options because we're being cheap on the service time. He's going to end up on the Brewers. Like I, I don't want that for him. Here's the thing. I think he can. Be- There's been really no time for him to come up. If you look at it, Jansen has been good in the past. He's he started off really well, and who knows? Because the reality is, Adams was like he's always been raw. Other than the power, like two years ago, he was a non. He couldn't make contact, and his defense was above average. So I don't even think it's worth throwing him in until both of those things improve, which they seem to have now. So I think it's good that he'll probably get 50-50 split time with Jansen. And he'll get like a two month to six week opportunity here. So we'll see what he can do. Fuck your chip, Stepmers. I apologize to the listeners out there that have to put up with that. They're <laughs> <laughs> sending Riley no. Adams to deal with Stepmers. I think we need yeah, to they're going to send the Riley Adams to a, a non disclosed location. <laughs> I'm on the last one, so just bear with me for a okay. second. Uh, I'm not sure about you guys, but a lot of slander on Charlie Montoya's name on social media, and I am not going to stand for it. I think Charlie Montoya has done fantastic with what he's got. The bullpen's been the best in baseball. Well, the Yankees are pretty good too. and One of them. One of them. Mariners have also been great as well, but I won't go into the Mariners. I could talk for days about the Mariners. I love them so much. And I th- what do you guys think? There have been some lineup problems because, I mean, Joe Panic over Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Eh, I want okay, Espinal Noah actually there. liked that lineup. I asked no, Noah, hey, look at the lineup. And he said, I don't see a problem. Like, wh- wh- <laughs> so, how do you not see a problem? The Panic, okay. It's a bit iffy. I'll respect a this Panic, right? Because he's a nice defender. But, like, he's not a hitter that's going to hit for OPS. That's a guy you want either in the nine holes or turn it up, turn the lineup over, or you want in the eight hole. You want him at nine or you want him at eight? It, it, here's, yeah, these are my thoughts just overall on this lineup and also on Montoyo. Last year, I absolutely despised Montoyo from leaving Giles in when he was clearly was incapable of pitching. For that one time he was injured. Throwing Sam Gavilia and Wilmer Fawn in high leverage. So wow. just horrendous. Wow. I despised him. But as the season went on, he started getting better and better. And I'm like, this guy can actually be not bad. 
And then this year, I loved every single thing he's done. I think the bullpen management's been great. I think the rotate, the pitching's done great. The lineup, the offense is off to a cold start, but he did shuffle a lineup. And on to panic. I really don't think it matters that much where panic and Lourdes are hitting 7th or 8th or 8th or 7th. I think panic is just a guy. He's not going to get anything except he's just going to go up there and hit base hits 40% of the time. And it's either that or like an out. But he doesn't really strike out. Also, just, just unrelated, we need to get Ross Stripling on this podcast. Oh, that'd be cool. We got to do it. I'm sure he'd be cool with that. That'd be cool. I, I'm sure he would. He just tweeted out my new favorite account to the Robbie Ray's pants account. That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Thank you, Ross. We, okay. I, I, I admire you. Like, he, honestly, I don't know. Some of you might know this, might act like I'm trying to restate well-known facts, but Ross is also a stockbroker simultaneous with his playing career. Podcaster as well. That's pretty badass. That's a pretty, pretty big agenda to be pitching, to be making deals. It's pretty awesome. Isn't he, isn't he also a lawyer? Something. <laughs> Who's watching the game? It starts now, doesn't it? My mistake. I just turned it on. The volume started. Guys, this is exactly <laughs> what we wanted. We wanted to one day live do a podcast during a game. Yeah, but not with, but not with, but not with the audio of the game in the background. My idea for that was us <laughs> doing the commentary what? to be an alternative to Pat and Buck being the radio option. Oh man, we would be blessing the timeline, guys. What are your opinions on fucking Pat? Please, unfiltered. Oh, be honest. I need painful, to hear it. Painful, painful, painful weekend. Okay, Lewis, oh, you go gosh. first. Then memes. Then Noah. <laughs> Oh, th- thank you for doing my job for me, Deckers. Time, it, I'm gonna blow. Oh my goodness. Uh, I like I like them sometimes, but both of them combined for a full weekend is brutal. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm done. Uh, that's all you had to. Say. Just needed. To, yeah, that's all I got. Come on, wasn't there more? There's more uh, left in the tank. As they always I mean, say, with a starting pitcher that they want to take out in the fifth inning, there's more left in the bank, Buck. It's just, everything's the same every time. Give me Shulman back. He is a blessing to our broadcast. I mean... <sighs> he, 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 he He's a priest among, like, just utter chaos. I, I don't know how else to explain it. He's, he, he's just... A different breed, a different engine. He's built different than uh, we, Buck Martinez. We love Dan. The only thing good about Buck Martinez is his home run call. I like his no, home run call. No, no, I kind of okay, like it. Personally, I kind of like it. Personally, it's not my thing. It's it's just not my thing. But <laughs> just it, like I, I find that the nasally Detmers tone. Detmers. Just, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm going to yes. say this once and once only. Watch uh-huh. your goddamn mouth. Do not shit talk Buck or his home run call, or you and I are going to throw hands. Yeah, I love his home run call. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> all right. His hair is also invaluable. His home run call isn't that bad. It's just not my thing. Okay. I well, think, Detmers, you're weird. I think the home run calls are not my Lewis, when didn't we know that? It wasn't that yeah, a... You, you put string podcast. Uh, it, it's a... Didn't they, as soon as I put John Gibbons and Henry Kissinger in a room together, didn't people... Oh, and Don, think, and Don Lemon. Like, don't don't forget Don Lemon. <laughs> yeah. The, the, weren't they thinking, yeah, maybe this guy's a little bit off. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't think they just realized that now. But 
Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to get to this question, and I'm going to go back to the previous question that we sort of just completely cut off. I Buck and Tabby on their own, not a good combination. You absolutely have to have Dan Schulman with them, because Dan Schulman by far blows them both out of the water. Tabby I could do without completely. I do have a soft spot for Tabby because of having listened to him for so for so many years now do the Jays broadcast. But Buck Buck and Dan I miss Jerry Howarth. Yeah, well, I miss Jerry too on the radio. But Buck and Dan will always have an absolute spot in my heart because I grew up listening to them call the games on TV on TSN back in back in the nineties. And I I absolutely love them. Back at that, back in that time before Sportsnet bought all the rights, when you had CBC broadcasting games, you had Sportsnet broadcasting a couple of games, you had TSN carrying games, CTV was carrying games, and out of all the teams at the time for announcers, Buck and Dan were definitely by far my favorite, and. I will always have a soft spot for them as a duo for announcers. And then just to get back to Lewis's previous question about Montoyo, I think it's quite easy for us to forget that Montoyo has less than two years experience as a manager, right? Because let's be honest, Very true. La- last season was less than half a season. Half a season would be 81 games. They played 60. So he's had less. Well, at this point, it's probably about, a year and a half if you include the games from from this year so it's still a learning curve for him as an actual manager and I do think he's improving from from his first year and obviously also from last year I do think Charlie has the potential to be a, a good manager and I do think he's getting there as fans, we're always going to question managers' decisions, right? Like, that's just what we do. The only person, the only manager that I've never, that I've rarely ever had anybody question, hear question, John, was John Gibbons. His name is John. And, and it's John Cena. And personally, I didn't get that because I like John Gibbons as a person. He seems so laid back. And and he seemed so chill. No, and get, guys, I gotta I, come in and defend I, I, my guy. I would, I, I, I would definitely love know? to have a John, beer and okay. talk baseball with John Gibbons. John Gibbons, I I don't know. I just he seemed too laid back as a manager. I mean, there obviously he he he's had more ejections than any other Blue Jays manager that we've ever had in in his career. But I don't know. I just. I, I, I have nothing against John. I don't think he was a bad manager, but I'm not as high on him as everybody else was. I, I, I still like him, and I don't think he was bad or terrible. I just, I personally think people sometimes put too much praise on, on John Gibbons. But uh, again, I, I'd love to have a beer and chill and talk baseball with John Gibbons one day if I ever had the opportunity. So I'm going to go off on a John Kibben's tangent. I really think that the 2014 or 2015 Blue Jays should be the subject of a movie. Just, I, I really think it's the storyline is perfect. The stuff with Reyes. Remember all those Reyes copy pastas? You have to remember, at least you memes. You remember? The Reyes which? The Reyes copy pastas. 
where everybody was getting Jose Reyes. I, I you don't I, remember. I vaguely remember that. Like it sounds so familiar. It's the the very talented Blue Jays are being pulled down by Jose Reyes. Like remember that type of stuff. I mean, <laughs> I remember that was a whole nah. phase on 2014 Twitter. Well, and I mean, I Reyes, Reyes is another <laughs> Reyes is another one who who's been involved in in domestic assaults incidents. So I don't want to give his name too much airtime on this podcast. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'm never saying last name Reyes again unless it's Franmo. So don't worry about that. But like, it's we need a a movie where John Gibbons is played by Brian Cranston. Just just give it to us. <laughs> give it to us. Give him's like anytime anytime you lose a gold glove, that's a hit. We allowed us to make that trade. We saw Aaron Hill play good enough second base and he was good. If we had any doubts that might have changed our mind about making a move or not. I don't even know if they're looking for that. I just know my guys. They got a lot of heart. They just get after it. Like just these amazing quotes. You know, you see the ball and you hit it. Until Kelly Johnson's ready, we'll just tell him to baby it. If a guy runs, just flip it in. We already know he can throw. He's a spark plug type guy. I know he felt good because it's been a while. You always worry when you get injuries. Like it's just these priceless like quotes that make absolutely zero sense and like like, listen to this you watch ortiz over the past few years and there is not a more clutch guy in the game like the way he phrases stuff is like just just insane yeah consistency is the key to anybody and he's been around long enough he's capable of that it's been a frustrating year for them Slow start, then he kind of kicked it in gear. Since he's been back, it's been hit or miss. Like, he just basically negated his entire point. <laughs> he just basically said that he was consistent, and then just said that he's been hit or miss. I don't think that means consistent. But come on, how can you not love this guy? Like, I, I question anybody. And then there was... I love all, Charlie Montoya more. Still, the best... No, but the best quote still was the... Uh, this isn't the try league. This is the get it done league. That was the best best quote I've ever heard. Yeah, but that was that, that wasn't no, a, wait, that wait, wasn't a Gibbons quote one. though. I found the best one. If you don't end, if you don't change direction, you end up where you are headed. John <laughs> Gibbons, what an unbelievable piece of wisdom. <laughs> If you don't change direction, you end up where you were headed. <laughs> what life event made him say that? Like, what what happened? How scarred was he in order to say that? Then there was, I guess he thought I was arguing balls and strikes. There was no reason at all to toss me. <laughs> you saw it all tonight by design. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know what he means by that. <laughs> what is he talking about? This, this guy is hilarious. It, commitment is the first step to success. The second is tying your own shoes. <laughs> oh my god! What? Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. He's got it. He's he's. <laughs> He's got to be able. No, that- he's got to be able to move laterally, and he's still got some pain. If he goes that long, I don't think it makes any sense to play him for the final three games of the year, unless he has some type of incentive bonuses. <laughs> oh my god! This is. <laughs> 
This is what happens when you record a podcast too late at night, fellas. Yeah, there, there's so many good things. There's, you know, he had great stuff. He went out there a few times and pitched very good for us. It may have been a tender elbow at times. To be honest with you, it doesn't surprise me. This is a sequel to Going Off the Rails from last time. This is a I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> What's I'll, I'll, on his quote page? It has this really wordy and, and quote about U.S. politics where it's like, the United States is in the midst of many spirited political debates about that. This wasn't in his vocab. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I, I'm a bit of like a pre-2015 Jays fan, so I'm not quite getting all these references to John Gibbons, but must have been a good time. And John Gibbons basically just said what he meant, and it was the best thing. It was the best era of Blue Jays baseball, in my opinion. Like, it, it's just unparalleled. The things he would say, the things he would do, he, he was just a seaball hit ball type of guy, and he would... It looked like he was just drowning gin in the dug sometimes. He was the best. Or Jack Daniels. I think he's a Jack Daniels guy. Yeah, he definitely is a Jack Daniels type of guy. <laughs> but we're at almost an hour in this podcast now. We're at just over 58 minutes. I, I think we should be wrapping up for this week because we have completely gone off rails at this point. So before we do wrap it up, as we do every week, Let's give our players of the week. We'll start with Noah. We'll go Lewis. We'll go Detmers. And then I'll go. So, Noah, who, who's your player of the week for the Jays this past week? Well, as usual, there's men be. Springer is an option. Vladdy is usual is an option. Ray is an option. Don't give me uh, options. Yeah. Give me who, who it is. Okay, I'm going to say this. Vladdy and Springer, Vladdy and Springer. But I'm going to give this week's MVP to Randall Gritchick. I, I, because I detest you. <laughs> he just hit the walk-off. He's continued to be on fire. And I, if I, Ray would probably tie with him, honestly, just because how good he's looked. They're all, everyone's pretty much been good this week. But I have to say Gritch based on that walk-off. Well, uh, Lewis? Uh, man, no. The, the, the chills I had with spin those two home runs. I'm going to... I'm not gonna uh, Springer. Yeah, I'll. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'll give it to Ray's pants. That's like <laughs> Ray's pants. All right, Detmers. <laughs> I'll give it to um, you know Ray's pants are a nice addition. Um, <laughs> I think you know Grichik. I wouldn't choose, but that's valid. I'm gonna pick Tanner Works agent. Oh, for not God. completely just combusting <laughs> and not like just falling into existential crisis. That's the uh, uh, who, something. Whoever he or she is, I, I I respect you. I feel for you, and I also feel for Tanner. You guys, to be honest with you, yes. as much of a, as much as a much of the crap that I gave him for you know giving up a run. Every second a baby is born. We're gonna cut Detmers off right now. So <laughs> We're gonna. I'm gonna cut Detmers off right now <laughs> before he says anything that gets us into hot water. I, my player of the week. I'm gonna give it to him because he actually did have a good week for the games that he played, and with the fact that he's out six weeks now, six to eight weeks, I don't know when I'm gonna be able to give it to him again. My player of the week, my ace on base this week is. Small, sexy, Alejandro Kirk. Four hits, two walks, a 333 average, 429 on base, two home runs, four RBIs. 
Kirk Kirk is my pick for for ace on base or player of the week. Before we wrap things up, do you guys have any any final words that you'd like to say for this week's yeah, episode? Yeah, I just want to. I just wanted to say, referring to Rourke's agent, you guys aren't going to believe us, but I remember seeing Mark Feinstein post this like two months ago. I somehow remember the eight Tanner Rourke switched agencies after his old agent got in this contract. What? Yeah. His old agent should be just like, his old agent should be taking over my finance portfolio. His old agent should just. Nah, be with me every minute of every day getting me contracts to go pick up people coffee I that guy i don't think anyone wants to look at your transactions of random street signs <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah i know i know in the uh in the odd uh cannoli nobody wants to see that yeah but i i'm sure that if we can pay Tanner work $12 million a year to put him in the 1% of people around the world. I'm sure my services um, <laughs> will do. <laughs> All right. And Louis or Noah, do you guys have any final thoughts this week? No. End it. All right. Let's pull the plug, but nah, this was fun. So thanks for listening. This is great. Yeah, thank thank you again for everybody that's listening. Thank you for getting us to almost 200 ep- 200 downloads. By the time this comes out, we're probably going to be over 200 downloads. So thank you. Thank you again for all of the reviews that people are leaving us. We greatly appreciate that. And it helps our podcast get recognition and become more discoverable. We we were ranked 33, 33rd in Australia for <laughs> baseball podcasts last week. So that was awesome. And we're number 138 in in Canada for for baseball podcasts on the Apple Podcast chart. So that that's tremendous. You, yeah, go ahead. You no, know, well, as they say, I'm gonna regret telling you. In to the go words ahead. of John Eldon Gibbons, commitment <laughs> is the 137th step to success. The 138th is tying your own shoes. <laughs> Jesus, uh, Jesus Christ. Okay. With that, you can once again you can find the episode on most major podcasts and platforms. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Amazon Music, and Podbean. Acesonbases.podbean.com. Don't forget to give us a follow on Twitter at acesonbases. We've got a couple of interviews that we're working on getting hopefully in the next week or so. So look forward to that. And having said that, whether you guys are listening to this in the morning, the afternoon, the evening, whatever time of day it is, where you are, when you're listening, we appreciate you listening. We thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you again very soon. Bye-bye.